0: People deluded, I'm back again. I hope you're all doing well and safe. Welcome back to another edition of the deluded podcast it's always appreciative that you lot tune into my stuff and support the thing if you're listening for the first time then make sure you're following across all of my socials and you're following on the youtube you know if you're on youtube and you didn't know that i had a podcast make sure you're subscribed across all the platforms i'm on spotify i'm on apple i'm on google i'm on anchor and i believe i'm on a couple other things so yeah man make sure you're tuning in now it's been an interesting week in terms of football as we approach the end of the transfer window a lot of rumours are heating up we will get into that people but excluding that there isn't too much to speak about we might as well talk about the midweek action now spurs you know spurs fans they go into a game i believe against manchester united on the weekend you know their squad has been stretched very early on in this campaign they had two games this week you know they defeated chelsea on penalties um after a late minute equalizer dying embers of the game from lemena um, I think Chelsea cost themselves, hudson Adoy, many players had many chances to score and put that game ahead. I still think, regardless of what Chelsea team goes out there, I don't think they're clinical enough. I do think their midfield is quite imbalanced. Ultimately, they lost it on penalties. I can't even remember the game now, but did Mount miss the penalty? I can't even be sure. So much football's been played and Arsenal have had our own penalty shootout. So Spurs are laughing, man. They won 7-2 in the Europa League as well. And they beat Chelsea, a weakened Spurs team. Like, you could see the team that went out there. They're down to their bare bones. The The, the game on Thursday yesterday was was their priority. And, yeah, you know, they've rotated the side as much as they could. They kind of, I won't say they threw the game, but they're laughing. They're through to the next round. They've got Stoke. I wanted a North London derby or Stoke. And we got neither. And we've got a tough trip away to Manchester City. Um... I say, man, I don't know. I think we welcome Man City at our ground, I believe. But either way, we're playing City. But well done to Spurs. They won 5-4. I'm on Spurs, so we might as well mention Europa League quickly. They defeated Mac- Maccabi Haifa seven goals to two. Well, for what it's worth, I'm, I'm sure that goal in the 17th minute appeared to be a banger and, you know, Harry Kane got a hat trick, Deli Ali scored and he had a good game. If you see the highlights with all the skills he's doing, you know, it's good for his confidence because his stock's taken a serious beating over the last two years and it doesn't look like he is in Spurs' best 11 right now if everybody was fit. Um, Lucas Moura doesn't score too often so when he does it comes like buses and he has, he scored a goal La got two Um, obviously Harry Kane got a hat-trick as well so 7-2 victory Spurs have had to play a couple of games in the Europa League now they've got over it, they're into the group stages you know they beat Chelsea on penalties it's all done, no injuries to my knowledge you know they go into the game against Man United fully prepared and whatnot obviously Son is injured and Jose said he expects a bit more injuries in a couple of weeks so we'll have to see Um, Newcastle defeated Newport County on penalties, five goals to four. You know, Burnley were were diced alive by Manchester City and lost 3-0, as did Brighton as Manchester United put them to the sword with a 3-0 victory. Everton ran riot against West Ham and defeated them 4-1. Brentford man I mean Benarama was bringing out all the skills they washed Fulham three goals to nil so it's another game where Fulham have conceded a mad amount of goals again highlighting that they need a centre half or they can forget about staying in this in, in this division Stoke defeated Aston Villa a goal to nil and saved the best till last obviously after nil nil in normal time Arsenal defeated Liverpool on penalties five goals to four El Nene missed for us ultimately it didn't matter it it didn't matter too much um for arsenal i think what i like to see in that game again we know liverpool and all, i've spoken about it in my in my reviews but we know both teams made changes. We know the context of the game isn't quite important and all of these things. And like I said, there was a lot of changes. But what I liked from the 11 that went out there and the 11 that played on Monday, the 11 on Thursday looked like they, could, they believed they could win a game of football. There was many periods, you know, where hearts were in mouths, where, where Liverpool, sorry, were banging on the door, where they probably should have scored, you know, Minamino should have scored from the from close range. Um, but it looked at we had a bit more about us going forward. It looked like they believed in themselves a bit more and we was knocking it a about and we and we did well. Obviously, Leno made seven or so saves in normal time. Anytime you win a penalty shootout, he's going to be the hero. I think Gabriel was superb in that game. And we're all going to ask why didn't he play on Monday? That's a question for Arteta. But either way, we got over the line against Liverpool. It's always nice to be a big team. It's always nice to get revenge of sorts in that they took three points of us. We took them out of a cup competition. And nobody ever wants to lose a penalty. Like I'm not gonna lie, it looked like El Nene was gonna miss that. People, it really did. Um, but then you've got you've got Maitland now's and Arteta said Maitland the way he runs up is gonna give him a heart attack. You and me both, man. I believe in Maitland, but I love his casual approach. You know, and it, it, it was a ridiculous penalty. You know, he's laughing at the keeper. I think Pepe's penalty was good. I really liked Lacazette's. El Nene, it looked like he was missing. Joe Willock, please stop copying your friends um, Pepe and Lacar and and. and maitland in doing these funky run-ups not everybody can do that you know Joe Willock's penalty was atrocious but it got us over the line it went in the back of the net uh, you know he's a young lad you all dreamt of these moments when we wanted to be professional footballers scoring goals in these contexts so we're through to, a ne- to the next round and we will face Manchester City In in the quarterfinal, they'll travel to the Emirates. Um, elsewhere, Everton will welcome Manchester United at Goodison Park. And as I've said, Spurs have been handed in a way day against Stoke, two of my most hated clubs. I really hate Stoke. Um, Brentford have a home tie against Newcastle, which would be Brentford's first ever League Cup quarterfinal. All of these quarterfinal ties will be played the week commencing the 21st of December. So, just over two months or so. And again, you can imagine, you know, for Arsenal and Spurs at least, the Europa League will start to come into play. You know, you have the league, you know, the squad, Spurs' squad, for example, is already stretched. You can imagine around the festive period, both te- all teams, you're going to have injuries. You're going to have to rotate. Your squad is going to be stretched. So, it's going to be interesting. But we're in the quarterfinal, as is all the other teams mentioned. So, they owe it to themselves to not only put out strong teams try their best to get to the final man obviously I, I understand why managers will I, don't, I I say I say the term throw lightly it. I don't mean they've all fit in the game but I understand in the early rounds when they're playing these young players and these squad players when you get to the quarterfinals you might as well just start again I understand if you want to keep playing the same players because they got there but I think it's a case where you need to play stronger players and whatnot I didn't mention it as well, people, but shout out to Reese Williams, the 19-year-old centre-half at Liverpool. I think he impressed me. He had a good passing range, stuck to his task well, didn't seem phased by the opposition and whatnot. And I think he's played officially before he got some minutes against Lincoln. Um, and he got, you know, he's rewarded with a start against Arsenal. And you'd imagine, you know, in, in terms of depth, there's opportunities there at Liverpool. You know, I know Mateep is, is fit, well, is, is around the squad, but he's almost appears never fit. Um, Joe Gomez is a starter for me, but he's got his own injury issues. You know, they've let Lovering go. Um, they let that young Dutch lad who can play centre half and right back goal. So there seems to be an opportunity there for a young player to show, listen, it might be tough to play ahead of Gomez and Van Dijk, but when you need me, I'm here. I know they've got the young Dutch lad, they've got Reese Williams, they've probably got some other names. I think Curtis Jones did alright as well yesterday. He was he was lively in flatches, in patches, sorry, but it is what it is. So yeah, man, that's what that's that's what it is in terms of midweek action from all the teams people moving away from that and i'm delighted to say i'm I'm pretty sure if you're nigerian you're not happy with bakayo saka being called up to england especially on nigeria's independence day but bakayo saka i'm proud to say has been announced as uh, the latest member in the england squad he's been called up to the england team Um, You know, ironically, when he was playing better and he was playing on a regular basis, he deserved it. Now he's kind of... I'm not saying he don't deserve it, but he's kind of out of the Arsenal team. He's been called up. It's it's, it's just deserved. He needs it. You know, for me, I've been saying Phil Foden, Greenwood saka any sort of young players on these levels you you know you you do what germany did i'm not saying they're of this level and i'm not putting pressure but you do what germany did with crows with Muller, with ozil with newer you know put your arm around them and say listen you are our next men for the tournaments you know especially because in in hindsight one of the best things is probably delayed the, the tournament for other, for for sad reasons but it's been euros has been delayed by a year people so that's one year develop extra development for everyone. You know, last season, Folden really stepped up. You know, he went from being this young player to a genuine starter, rotation option. Now Greenwood is doing his thing. Saka, you want to take the pressure off him at Arsenal, but you know what he's on. They listen. Not every young player is gonna do what they did, so you can't compare them. But when you hit the ground running like Greenwood and and, and Saka, when you're just naturally gifted like Folden, you can see that they need this. And for me, you know, a big problem is 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 creativity. You've got one of the best creative players, young creative players, probably since Jack Wilshere, off the top of my head, um, in your England team. Use him now. How mu- it doesn't matter how good these attacking players are when you've got Gareth Southgate. With all due respect, as a manager, he is very pragmat, pragmatic, pragmatic, prag, pragmatic. Sorry. Um, so we'll have to see, man. But I'm happy for Bakayo Saka. The 19-year-old deserves it. He's been given the number seven shirt, new contract, off the back of working very hard. And think your life can change very fast because he was always going to make it at Arsenal. He's always going to get an opportunity. But it, it it's all comes so quickly, you know. This time last year, where was he? You know, he's probably playing in the Europa League group stages and whatnot. Do you remember this time last year, last August, Joe Willock and Nelson were the young players we're looking at to get opportunities. Saka and Martinelli had to be easy, and now look, things can change when you get your head down, you work hard, and you repay the faith given. So big up to Bakayo Saka. You know, it's goosebumps. We all wait. We all wanted to be professional footballers. You know, he's got to in the in a short space of time. You know, he's played for Arsenal at 17 years of age on a at 17 18 on a regular basis, playing very well, starring in games. You know, big games as well, scoring and assisting for the club. You know. Playing and winning an FA Cup final. Now he's been called up to the, you know, any, it's just the height, you know, playing for Arsenal is one thing, but being called up for national duty is something else, you know. But just, I can probably, probably a few moments ago, a few months ago, these people that he's rubbing shoulders with and, you know, being teammates at club level and international level in some cases, you know, he's probably only knew them from FIFA. He's only playing with them on FIFA. And now he's rubbing It's just a, a surreal thing. And I can't be happier for Bakayo Saka because he takes everything in his stride, man. And, He's above everything. He comes across as a very humble and genuine person. And when you're humble and genuine... Even if I don't know you personally, me personally, people, I want you to go as far as you can. I pray to God there's no injuries and all these things, these these hurdles that can derail a young footballer. There will be times of adversity in his career, you know, suckers in the honeymoon period. I'm not saying he hasn't gone through any hardship, but everything he touches turns to gold, you know. Soon, he's going to be a march man. Things he was trying are not going to happen. He's going to have to deal with loss of form. Him and Martinelli are going to have to deal with expectation because now fans are expecting something of you. He'll take it all in his stride, though. Congratulations to Calvert-Lewin, who's been a gunman in front of goal all season. You know, he got his latest hat-trick again, another hat-trick. Um, He got a hat-trick playing for Everton in the League Cup, I believe. So, yeah, man, he deserves it. You know, you was looking at the Calvert-Lewins and the Ings and saying, could they replicate this form for another year? Because obviously with the tournament delayed and Cal- I didn't think Calvert-Lewin was that good of a footballer, really. I mean, in the last year or so, or definitely off the back of this, he's proved me wrong. I knew he was a good target, man, but I didn't think he had much about him excluding that and... He's coming into his own. Um Big up Harvey Barnes as well. He's also been called up and is well-deserved. He's been playing quite well for a long period for Ever- for, for Leicester now. Um, the squad, and I have to zoom in because I don't know why I've copied and pasted it that small. Henderson in goal of Man United, Pickford and Pope. Me, personally, I'm looking at... I know Henderson ain't played, but I'm looking at Henderson and Nick Pope and they're the ones that should get some game time. I think Pickford needs to really think about what he's doing. Away from that, alexander Arnold has been called up, as has Chilwell... Connor Cody of Wolves, Eric Dyer of Spurs, Gomez of Liverpool, Keane of Everton, Maguire of United, Arsenal lad Maitland now as well as Bakayo Saka are in the team and I'll be interested, does he see him as a winger or does he see, he's previously spoken how he views him as a winger but you know, is he calling him up as a fullback? Either way, Saka is there as is Atletico Madrid and former Spurs man Trippier, you've got Kyle Walker of Man City In midfield, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips of Leeds, Declan Rice, Winks and Ward-Prowse. So there's no Phil Foden. And that, you know, Calvin Phillips is probably the most creative player out. Well, excluding uh, Mount, obviously. Probably the most creative player there. Now, Madison's probably not there because he's had some knocks. Um I don't know why he's not there, but I've seen on his own Twitter, Grealish has announced he's in the England team, so I don't know what that is. Oh, in fact, he is here. Forwards, people, you've got Tammy Abraham, Harvey Barnes, Calvert-Lewin, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, Danny Ings, Marcus Rashford, Jadon Sancho, and Raheem Sterling. So no place for Mason Greenwood or Phil Foden. And, you know, if it's down to form, whatever, I personally think that's to do with what's previously happened. Listen, them young lads, they looked stupid, you know, they gave the girls their five minutes of fame, they hold their hands up, they move on, you know, they're not the first lads that are going to do this, they're not the last, whether they're footballers or not, they haven't killed anybody, they haven't done no drink driving, they've just been idiotic kids who failed to listen to the rules and again, if you're making a statement of that and not bringing them in the team, then fair play but I think they've served their time and like I just said, in relation to the Euros and beyond the Euros, you know, I'm thinking of the next World Cup and the Euros after that, these are the players that are going to take, the players you kind of want around the England squad for, for a decade, you know, there are going to be other players sniffing and whatnot, but the quicker you get them into into up to speed, why not? And you're punishing yourself, you know, maybe when you look at the, 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 the amount of options you've called up in wide positions, of course, okay, you could say Greenwood might not necessarily have to come. Personally, I think Greenwood should be there. Definitely in midfield, you're shagging yourself, like Mount is the only guy I'm looking at to break the lines, like I like um, Declan Rice, that's not his skill set. Think Ward Prowse deserves that because he's been consistent for a number of years. He's good at set pieces. Is he gonna break the lines? Harry Winks is Mister Sidewoods. Henderson has a passing in, but that's not Henderson. Calvin Phillips can do that, you know. But again, is he gonna consistently break the lines? It is is, yeah, man. You're struggling to see where creativity comes from, and you're putting, you're placing all the creative. Onus on Mason Mount yeah you can probably when you got Kane who likes to drop when you got Sterling when you got Sandro you can get away with it but you know I think it's going to come a case where if we're not already where you're looking at Gareth Southgate and thinking is he the man for this role you know I, I think he was praised off the back of a mediocre tournament really yeah the one thing I liked about him he pulled everybody together but you know question marks over Southgate. I'm sure you've all seen the Europa League draw will be made later. So Arsenal and Spurs have to wait. I wish I was in the Champions League, people. The Champions League group stages have been drawn and it's tasty, people. Group A is Bayern Munich, Atlético Madrid, Salzburg and Lokomotiv Moscow. I know that's one for the hipsters and, you know, soon to be Lucas Torreira will be playing in such. I mean, you're going from not getting a game at Arsenal to signing allegedly for atletico You're going to be important in that system and he's going to bang it. Um... So, yeah, man, Europa League with Arsenal or not playing or being central to a system. Group B is Real Madrid, Shakhtar, the next Inter Milan and Borussia Mönchengladbach. That's an interesting group. I mean, City always get handed relatively easy groups, but none of these grounds are easy to go to, especially if fans are allowed back in. You know, Greek people are, are religious when it comes to football and City will have to play Olympiacos, Marseille and Porto. Group D, Liverpool, they've got a decent th- they've got a decent group as well. You cannot underestimate Atlanta, or they will put egg on your face. They're a very good side. They've got Michelin, who you probably expect to go out of this. You've got Ajax, who, you know, if you love football, you love Ajax. And you've got Liverpool, of course. Group E is Chelsea. FK Kranz Kranzuspor Totar, I can't say that name, but a Turkish side. FK Kranzunda. I can't say that. But you've got them. You know, you've got Mendy's former club and Peter Cech's former club in the same group and you've got Rennes and you've got Seville. So you've got Chelsea, Rennes, Seville and FK, which is going to be difficult. Um, group F, you know, no English teams. You've got Bruges, you've got um, you've got Lazio, you've got Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund and you've got Zenit St. Petersburg. So Axel Witzel will get to play against his former team. Um Group G, and this is all copied and pasted from BBC people. I don't know who is Fenrica F E R E N C V A R O S. I don't know that team, Fen Ferencavo. So I don't know who that team is or the way they're spelling it, it might be a next one, but I don't know who that is in Group G. Let's just call them Fur. You've got Fur, you've got Dynamo Kiev. Juventus and Barcelona, Lionel Messi versus Cristiano Ronaldo. That is something we've got to get speaking about, people. You'd expect both teams to go through the group stages. Um, but that's an in, that's an interesting one. And Barcelona, again, it's still early in the market. Well, it's still a long time to go. But in terms of recruitment, they've been linked with Depay. They've been linked with Martinez. They've been linked with a whole host of names. Nobody's come in. And I've seen them sell Semedo. So they're making their squad re- weaker. So are they going to put respect on their name? Because they've been embarrassing... <laughs> Pardon me in the Champions League for the last few years. So, yeah, we'll have to see, man. Apparently, fans could also return to the Champions League. Apparently, um, it was announced fans could make a partial return to UA for matches for the first time since March, where local laws permits. Starting during the December international break, fans will be capped at 30% of a stadium's capacity, but away supporters will not be able to attend. Social distancing will be mandatory, mandatory, and additional precautionary measures such as mask wearing must be implemented in accordance with local rules. This of UEFA's decision comes after 15,000 supporters attended a pilot in the Super Cup match between Bayern Munich and Seville in Budapest, obviously on the 24th of September. So we'll have to see what happens. Some random Champions League stats, people. Apparently, Man United have progressed from the group stage in 82% of their previous Champions League campaigns. Last time they failed to do so was under Louis van Gaal. Um, since Ferguson retired, United's best finishes in the Champions League have been two quarterfinal appearances, Jurgen Klopp has progressed past the Champions League group stage in six of his past seven seasons, managing in the competition, going to the final, going on to reach the final three times. As you lot know, he lost once with Liverpool and Borussia Dortmund. You know, he played a Cristiano Ronaldo team when he was at Liverpool with Bale and Ronaldo and that. He came against, you know, an overstrength Bayern Munich team with his with his um, Borussia team. And obviously against Spurs, he was on the winning side, so... It shows what, what can happen, man. He probably at some point thought he wasn't destined to be a Champions League winning coach, but he's done it. Um, man City have won 13 of their last 18 Champions League matches with their last two defeats in this run coming at the quarterfinal stages to Lyon in, 2018, um, in 2019, twenty eighteen, 2019-20 and obviously Spurs. And both those games, Pep Guardiola overcomplicated it with tactics. Um, I think the Spurs game, I think Aguero missed a penalty over them two legs and it was more a shot them, and VAR did them dirty with Sterling scoring. But you're looking at City. City need to put respect on themselves back in the Premier League. And they just last week, they got handed it to them by, by Leicester. Champions League, because that's what Pep was brought for. You know, I don't think I think he can still be a success whether he's won the, Premier, won the Champions League or not. But I don't think he's he's shown city to be anything credible when you're in comparison to the other big boy teams that they aspire to be like and pep guardiola's really got to turn it around um in his first 7 seasons as a manager in the champions league for barcelona and bayern munich pep guardiola reached at least the semi-finals of the competition in each campaign in his four as city boss he has not gone beyond the quarter-final stage so people will always say you know if unless he's got the best team or the best people in front of him he struggles and i don't agree with that but i can't defend him Apparently Chelsea have only lost one of their last 14 Champions League group stage games at Stamford Bridge, um winning 9 and drawing 4, their lone defeat in this in this run. The only time it happened was um, against Valencia. Seville will be the fifth different Spanish side Chelsea have met in the Champions League with the Blues unbeaten in the first meeting with each of the previous four. So hopefully, you know, they take a page out of Barcelona's book and and put misery. There's no English teams in the Champions League, so I don't really care for who goes where. You know, I'm never going to be one of these fans. Oh, it's good for the English game. If it's not Arsenal, which it won't be for a long time in the Champions League, I don't give a crap. Moving forward, though, people. And the Premier League, you know, this action is gone. The the champs will come when it comes. The Premier League is back now, people. Crystal Palace versus Chelsea. I wonder if they're both going to wear the same kit just for Bantz. 22 players in the same kit. But, you know, Chelsea need to get a win. You know, they want top four and above. You know, there's still question marks over Lampard and the team gelling and whatnot. Palace beating United this season, so they should have every bit of confidence going to a top team away from home. Chelsea have won each of their last five Premier League meetings with Palace. They've never previously won six in the league against them. Palace have won just two of their 11 Premier League away games against Chelsea. None of the last 18 meetings between Chelsea and Palace have finished level. Chelsea have the best win rate in the Premier League, in Premier League London derbies. Winning 132 of 256 such games, Chelsea haven't lost their opening two home league matches in a season since 1978-79 when they went on to be relegated. So hopefully that could happen. Um, on, a ser- on a serious note, Palace should take some confidence from how they played against United, and obviously how they actually lost to Chelsea during the the, the top four running and the need for points. You know, Chelsea got away with that result, so they should be confident. Obviously, in Arsenal's case, you know, we play Sheffield United and Sheffield haven't got any points on the board in the Premier League, which in true Arsenal fan fashion, you're very weary of mentioning because, you know, they will morph into a Barcelona side when it comes to playing us. Apparently, Arsenal's last victory over Sheffield United in the Premier League was back in 2006. We are, however, winless in our last three meetings in the competition, with our only goal in this run coming in the 1-1 draw at the Emirates last season. Sheffield are looking to go four consecutive top-flight games without defeat against Arsenal for the first time since 1965. At home, Arsenal are unbeaten in their last 10 league matches with South, with Sheffield United, however. Um, Sheffield United are, are unbeaten in their last nine league games in London, winning four and drawing five. That's their longest ever run in the capital without defeat. Um, Arsenal are unbeaten in their last 10 at the Emirates after losing all three home league games in December 2019. Arsenal have only failed to score in three of their last 72 home league games with all of those coming against Man City. So you'd expect both teams to score and it can go either way. We'll have to see what happens in in that regards, people. Big game, you know. Spurs have got through in a positive fashion the two games they've had in midweek, but they face Jose Mourinho's old club and a tough fixture in Manchester United. Man United are unbeaten in their last three Premier League meetings, with Spurs having lost four of their previous six against them before such. Spurs' last six top flight away wins against Manchester United have all come under different managers. None of the last 14 Premier League meetings between the two sides at Old Trafford have ended level. Um, Man United have won 11 times, Spurs have won three. So Spurs don't typically travel well to Old Trafford, but there's a first time for everything and I'm sure Jose wants to put one over his former team. Man United have only lost both of their first two home league games in a season four times previously. Spurs have kept just two clean sheets in their last 27 Premier League away games and when you're Could potentially be be facing greenwood rashford martial bruno Fernandes, and paul pug where you'd back from a man united perspective to get on the score sheet and you know spurs have made typically spurs have made games harder for themselves than it needs to be they drop points against newcastle because of dodgy refereeing but the first half they should have killed the game you know so it is what it is in that regards villa playing liverpool tough game to put it nicely Villa have lost their last five meetings against Liverpool by an aggregate of 3-15. to 15. Liverpool have lost just one of their last 19 Premier League away games against Aston Villa. Aston Villa are winless in their last 15 Premier League games against the reigning champions, losing the last 12 in a row. Only Manchester United have won more Premier League away games against a single opponent than Liverpool have against Aston Villa. Aston Villa haven't won each of their first three Premier League games in a single campaign since 1962-63. You've got Southampton against West Brom. um, And that's, you know, Steven Bielik probably wants to get back to winning ways and do a madness. Southampton's last 18 league games against promoted sides has seen them have a run of five consecutive draws, five consecutive defeats, and now eight consecutive victories. Southampton have kept a clean sheet in 56 of their Premier League meetings with West Brom, the away side has won four of the last five meetings between these two sides in all competitions, people. Southampton, however, have been responsible for three of those victories. Um, Southampton have won each of their last three Premier League meetings with West Brom as well, so there should be every bit of confidence. Since the beginning of last season, Southampton have won just 21 points from 20 Premier League home games, fewer than any other side Um so West Brom should be confident that they can make, you know, they shouldn't be nervy going to their away ground because Southampton don't appear comfortable there based on these rumours. Now, after that, you've got Wolves versus Fulham. Wolves have started a bit slowly, um, but Fulham have started worse. And for, for Fulham, you know, they keep conceding goals. They keep shipping stuff. I don't think they're going to stay in the league, but, you know, they need to, get it, to go, get it going. Wolves are unbeaten in their last seven Premier League home games against promoted sides. fulham haven't won away against wolves in the league since 1985 wolves have lost just one of their last 10 league meetings with fulham people last being in 2018 so again fulham fans i don't know what you make of that you've got leicester against west ham leicester have started the season strongly leicester have won both premier league meetings with west ham last season um, including a 4-1 victory in the exact fixture they last won more against they last won more consecutively against West Ham in league competition between 1965 and December of that year. So between April and December of that year, West Ham have won just one of their last 11 Premier League meetings with Le- with Leicester. And, you know, West Ham last game, they put their, their opponents to the sword, so they should be full of confidence. Um, West Ham have won just four of their 23 away games under David Moyes, so he and his boys don't travel well. Leicester are looking to win their first four games in, um, to a league season for the first time in their history, London sides haven't won any of their last eight Premier League visits to Leicester, so that's due to be a techie one, people. Um, you've also got Newcastle against Burnley and Everton against Brighton, and then a game which for me is an interesting one. You've got Bielsa versus Pep Guardiola, a print master versus apprentice. You know, it's due to be, it's due to be a lit game, people. In my opinion. Leeds have won three of their last five meetings with with Man City, including the last two at Ellen Road. Um, Their first such clash since 2004, when Leeds won 2-1. You know, this is the first meeting in any competition between Leeds and Man City since February 2013 in the FA Cup, where Man City won 4-0. Man City have lost just one of their last 31 Premier League games against promoted sides, winning 25, drawing 5, with defeat coming at Norwich last year. So there's always hope. Leeds are looking to win three consecutive Premier League games for the first time since January 2003. Um, So we'll have to see what happens. And for City, they want to get back going, man. They got put to the sword against Leicester and their game plan was poor. They need to put respect on their name. Like I said, you've got Newcastle, Burnley and Everton, Brighton to come as well. Let's get into the transfers people and I'm sure I've just been mentioning Leeds they expected a young midfielder Mikel Kocsis to arrive long story short apparently despite the fact of Bayern Munich and Leeds reaching a 20 million pound agreement for the twenty-one-year-old, apparently he has failed the medical owing to injuries that persisted that have persisted previously, and you know the deal could still happen. But other reports are saying Bielsa wants players that are ready right now, not men that are going to need a couple of weeks or a month to get fit. So that puts that move in doubt. Reports: David Ornstein and Phil Hay. Um, so we'll have to we'll have we'll have to see. There was reports of financial issues, but apparently that's it. Barcelona have completed the signing of US national right back Sergio Debts from Ajax for a fee of nineteen million pounds, twenty-one million euros, with a possible additional four point five in add-ons. Apparently the 19-year-old will sign a five-year contract and have a release clause of 363 million. Um so they I completely forgot they signed him. So you sumado out him him and Roberto will contest that. Brighton went out to Man United midweek in the EFL Cup and apparently they want to loan out a, lo- a number of young players, in particular for me, Alex Kortran, um, who is a very decent defender, 18, 19-year-old, um, to EFL clubs because obviously game time will be hard to come by. West Ham fans have been complaining about signings and they've gone back to Slavia, Prague, to, to complete a deal roughly a fee, in the region of £4.5 million pounds, for 28-year-old Czech Republican right-back Vladimir Kofal. Koval. He's got eight international caps um, and arrives on a three-year deal with the option of a further two. Um, He said himself, I knew about the interest West Ham had in me for a long time, but now I'm finally here and I'm so happy. And apparently David Moyes described him as the type of player we want and also mentioned he's hungry and determined. Spurs have had a decent window, you know. They've brought in Gareth Bale, brought back Gareth Bale, and apparently they've agreed a fee um, for a striker. Spurs have reached an agreement with Benfica over a season-long, long long deal for Carlos Fasinias. Now, from what I've seen of him, he's a very good poacher. And if he hits it, he could be a very good complementary option. You know, for Benfica, it makes them significantly weaker. I think he's done all right to enhance his reputation i'm sure he was at napoli i could be wrong but either way they've reached a, an agreement to sign him on loan and if they want to buy him out right they can they can do so for 45 million euros 41 million pounds the initial loan fee the club will pay will be will have to be around three million allegedly um with that amount then deducted from the final price should jose Mourinho's side they got Decide to go ahead with the permanent transfer. He's only 25, and he becomes Spurs' sixth signing of the season. People, um, you know, he only moved to Benfica from Napoli in 2019 um, and managed 24 goals in 49 appearances across all comps in his debut season in the Portuguese club. Um, speaking of loans, and I know Deli Ali played yesterday and had a better performance. Apparently, according to the Guardian, Manchester United, Manchester United, Spurs have rejected a 1.5 loan offer from. PSG for Deli Alli and he's set to stay at the North London club apparently PSG are also preparing a final loan bid for him Um Spurs have also made a loan bid for Germany and Chelsea centre-half Ridiger. apparently Inter Milan are preparing a bid for 29-year-old Spanish left-back Marcos Alonso from Chelsea Bayern Munich haven't given up on Callum hudson odoi and apparently in talks over a loan deal having failed to sign him permanently last year Man United are in talks to sign Atlanta and Ivory Coast winger Ahmed Traore, according to the Manchester Evening News. According to The Athletic, Roma are close to completing a permanent signing for centre-half Chris Smalling. Two clubs have contacted Liverpool about Jordan Security, but the reports haven't specified... Um, Apparently, Fulham, are, according to the Telegraph, Fulham are trying to bring in two centre halves before the window closes on October the fifth. With the club monitoring PSG's PSV, sorry, um, German defender Timo Berngratl, twenty-four years of age, and apparently Fulham have also made a bid for around thirteen point seven million for Barcelona centre half Tadebo and apparently the twenty-year-old is now deciding whether to move. It's not like you're going to play, mate. And apparently Barcelona are hoping to use such funds to confirm a signing of Eric Garcia and bring him back to the Catalonian clubs. Um, Renza in talks allegedly for William Saliba over a move on loan from Arsenal. And Torreira is apparently closing in, as I said earlier, on a move to Atletico Madrid to play under Diego Simeone. Finally, apparently Rian Brewster has apparently travelled to Sheffield or travelled to Yorkshire and he will sign... For Sheffield United for a fee of twenty three point five million pounds. There will also be a Liverpool sell-on clause of fifteen percent. And there'll also be a buyback clause option lasting for three years. He needs to play football. He did very well at Swansea. You know, if he becomes the player everyone believes he can be, Liverpool can buy him back and use him or Liverpool get a little profit. In the meantime, Sheffield United have a striker. They've also been linked with Balogun. I don't know if they'll still make a move for Balogun, but it'll be interesting to see how that story develops Um so yeah, people, we've spoken about transfers, we've spoken about the midweek action, we've spoken about the action to come and there wasn't much to speak about this week, but nonetheless, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. As I said at the beginning, please make sure you're you're following me across all my socials. Thank you very much for the support you give me already. Thank you very much in relation to the GoFundMe donations you lot have been bringing in as well i can use that to improve my craft and better myself so it means a whole damn much that you lot do that and i can't under i can't put into words or comprehend it or make it a sentence that you lot will understand to express my gratitude i really can't i'm struggling to find it but it's been a fantastic 35 or so minutes with you guys you lot know me i'll see you again next week um you know in the meantime check out the other content because you know there's bare of it people dg i'm out